Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours, and you're listening to The Neighbourhood Rewatch. Neighborhood Rewatch Podcast, the award-winning Neighborhood Rewatch Podcast, uh, the only Neighbors podcast that watches classic episodes. But we're celebrating Neighbors right now for these last couple of weeks while it's still on air, uh, while it's circling the drain. Uh, we're watching the current episodes. Uh, Do you think now then that we've become a little bit like all the other Neighbors? watching podcasts because people might be thinking that now they might be like oh i really like those guys because they chatted a lot of shit and watched all those old episodes but now (laughs) they're just watching the new ones oh so they're just like all the others what would you say that sets us apart even even now so now we're watching the same episodes as those other knobheads we're still talking as much shit as we always have done the podcast is still the same i like that so it's new episodes same shit (laughs) <laughs> I like that. That's a that's a good way of looking at it. I'm writing that people, one down. Here's the thing: some people are watching these episodes and going, "Oh, neighbors is good." We're not doing that. <laughs> we're, we're we're being honest. We're being real, and we're saying, "Right, it's really shit," but let's have some fun with it. Come along for the ride. Yeah, we are. Having, yeah, we're having. Lo- I'm having lots of fun doing this. Um, not actually watching the episodes, but then talking about them afterwards <laughs> is the fun part. Agree. Uh, if okay. if there are people watching the episodes and going, oh, that's 24 minutes of my life I'm not getting back every day. I think those people, we could maybe turn their frowns upside down. What, what do you think? Like This we is could... like the reward. You've watched a lot of shit there, guys. But just listen to us for an hour-ish. And maybe we can make it a little bit more bearable. We're, we're basically repaying that time. That time they've lost watching the show has been then reinvested into better time by watching this podcast. Would you watch a podcast? No. Uh, <laughs> well, you could do. I tried setting up a YouTube, but you shut that shit down pretty quickly. <laughs> Very quickly. Never again. I also then forgot I had a YouTube channel. Uh, so I absolutely spam uploaded about 15 videos to it today. Of what? You playing fucking Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah just live stream that uh other, other ways you can find us apart from youtube uh you can find us on instagram twitter what's the other one called tiktok uh all art watch neighbor where you can watch videos of us saying funny things and being just a little ray of light in your horrible horrible days <laughs> i think you should do a tiktok video dancing to the neighbor's theme song in little gold shorts i'm up for that i still do a you should do a kylie tribute (laughs) wear some little hot pants (laughs) or just do spinning reenact spinning around by kylie minogue but in those those scary shorts that i have yeah do it yeah sounds like a plan sounds like a plan well tell you what i'll do that if you go to erinsmanews.com and vote on the ultimate neighbors vote and vote for nick and kate atlin atkins as your favorite what are the names Nick and Kate Atkins. Okay. Yeah. Tell, uh, tell everybody about that vote, because I think this, the vote thing is quite a cool thing. Um, obviously, those two people in real life are friends of the show. Um, yeah, they are still friends of the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't chat with Jason. He's still friends. He's fine. <laughs> Caitlin seems, seems fine as well. Um <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. Um, I, I'd love them two to win. So yeah, I think like we did with your tattoo, when we, you know, we said if you vote for us for best neighborhood neighborhood rewatch, um, best neighbors podcast, you'd get the tattoo. You did it, man of your word as always. I think that is the thing. Now, if people go to there and vote for Nick and Kate Atkins then you do the spinning around Kylie video. I will even buy the gold shot. <laughs> I'll have a look. I, I, I'll see if I can find some. 
<laughs> deal? Yeah, that's a deal. Uh, somehow that would be more painful than the tattoo, I feel. But yeah, let's go for it. Depends how tight the shorts are. <laughs> but yeah, I say if we get them in the top 10, it's on. It's on. Actually, no, not top 10, top 20, top 20. That's a bit more realistic. No, go fuck yourself. No, absolutely not top 20. If they, they need to be in, they need to be in the top. Oh, no, that's better because that does more chance. I wasn't exactly. that. Yeah, sorry, that was my fault. Uh, I, no, I, I'm still saying top 10. I want them in top 10. Top 10. For, the, for it to be more ridiculous Fair that enough. they're in the top 10. Because well, they are not good characters. So there you go. I think getting them in the top 10 would be brilliant. And if you do that, then more power to you. Well done. Again, erinsbenews.com. If you're listening to this before 8th of July, vote. Vote now. Vote quickly, because by the 8th of July, all votes are in and casted and then being collated uh, for a reveal around the Neighbours finale, which kind of smoothly moves on to Neighbours news this week. Um. They fucked us, basically. I had loads of plans around 1st of August being the finale. <laughs> I had the time off work because I don't work on Mondays. I had the whole weekend to prepare. It was going to be fantastic. And then they turned around and went, nah, it's not a Thursday. Fuck yous. Um, in Australia? Yeah, and then it's on the Friday on uh, in England. Which is fucking brilliant because Friday is the end of the week. Like people are off because they finished work for the week, having worked five days during the week, <laughs> uh, and then it's the weekend, so that that works for everyone, right? Not ev- not everybody works a five day week. Some people just do four days. Uh, so Friday for me is slap bang in the middle of the week. Uh, so yeah, I was hoping we could do like a live watch along or something. Or do you phone in I- sick? No, I don't phone in sick. I'm not that guy. I told you that story before about how I don't phone in sick. That's why I don't pretend to be sick. Uh, Subscribe to the Patreon if you want to hear that. Here's the good thing about you not being that guy. This time you could be. And they won't be like, oh, he's always fucking bullshitting us, this guy. He's always ill. He's had a beef bourguignon and now he's ill. Like that, like people would not buy it if you're doing it every other fucking week. But if you do it for the first time ever, people go, oh, that's legit. He's never off that guy. True, but then that's how the boy who cried wolf started. You do it once, and then he keeps on doing it. He gets addicted to crying wolf. Um, but but neighbours is ending. This is like the one chance to do it. It's been on for thirty years, and you won't phone in sick one day. Wow, you phone in sick for that show? I feel like you've made a podcast about it. I, I feel like you've already <laughs> nailed your colours to the mast. To be honest with you, I'm, I'm to, trying. To be my- fair to him. He didn't. He didn't call in sick for the Champions League final. There's no fucking way I'd be working during the Champions League final if United were in it. There's nothing that's going to stop him from going to work except actually being brain dead and unable to walk. <laughs> that's right. True. True. I am a very dedicated a man of my word. Some would say. Uh, gotta put those spoons down. Gotta put those spoons down. That's true. Gotta put them down. Uh, right, so that's enough neighbours news. That's enough. Vote Nick, vote Kate and Nick. You know what to do. Uh, so let's go on to the episode, shall we? Uh, episodes 8,877 to 8,881 is what we've watched. Uh, first one we want to talk about, we kind of, we kind of ended on it last week, uh, so we'll start with it this week, is the David storyline. David is in a remand centre because he broke the conditions of his bail. However, he's not in that remand centre for very long because it's overcrowded. I don't know if there's some sort of problem with remand centres in Australia right now. To be fair, a lot of prisoners did get sent there. So. <laughs> Sorry, that was a very easy job to sell. And Adam knocked it right. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, so we should get sent to a prison. Like, oh, no, I've not got room for you in this remand centre. Uh, you're going straight to prison. And this, and this is my first calling of bullshit on neighbours' storylines. This would never fucking happen. This None of this makes any fucking sense at all. He's in this little remand centre where he's just got to wait for his, his hearing or whatever it is. Mate, yeah, of course, yeah. Then they send him, and they even say this, and this is what made me go bullshit out loud and point at the TV. He went, we're sending him to a maximum security prison. <laughs> That's bullshit. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> 
wouldn't happen. And you know it's maximum security because he gets strip search upon arrival. Second time, right. So this was bad editing. <laughs> I'm going to do this more and more. I'm not like, I, I don't like picking up on editing and things, but I, have, I feel like I start doing it now because it's so bad on these neighbours. They did this thing where he, he, he went, right, it's strip search, strip search time. And he like, he's wearing his clothes and he goes behind the curtain and they say, you know, go to take clothes off, you know, bend over however it works and all that kind of stuff. And then when he's behind the curtain, you see him put his hands on the wall. He's got no top on. <laughs> so he's he's literally he walk goes behind it's like a magic curtain he goes behind the curtain and he's he's already bollock naked straight away done maybe he's just very clean undressed they haven't got time to include that little bit but they they can include that clip that you sent us the other day of whatever the fat woman was spending yeah. a good fucking four seconds to just walk across the the, yeah. the room. She's in the kitchen, and, dropping up some and stuff. And we had like, like four or five different cuts and shots yeah. of, of her just walking from the kitchen to the door. Why couldn't they have just started the scene with her answering the door? It made no sense. It's it's so badly put together. It's it's awful. It makes my college project look like fucking Oscar-worthy <laughs> cinema, cinematography. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Or maybe it just got censored. Because don't you have to do that thing where you bend down and cough just so there's nothing up your ass? Yeah. Maybe maybe they just censored that out. Maybe they shot yeah. that scene. They might have done. They might have done. Maybe it. something they went really on there. Gone. He coughed it out. And, they like, <laughs> and when when they went to edit it, oh, I've got quite a bit of time here. Should we cut this? Like, room coughed out these yeah. episodes, I think. So in prison. <laughs> so my mate works. Um, he used to be. I can't tell you where he works or what his name is or anything like that for obvious reasons but he used to work in a prison. He's now um, just a dog, ha- I say just, he's a dog handler now. So he's not actually in the prison doing like the, like going into cells and stuff like that. Cause he's got a dog. Basically Is naughty he- dogs though? Are they bad dogs? Mean? Like he's gone from criminals to dogs. Are the dogs no, he's dogs? a dog handler. He's one of the, he's, he's not in charge of a dog prison where <laughs> naughty dogs who shit everywhere go. He's a, he's a, He's a regular prison. He's just got a... What a dickhead. <laughs> You've seen, like, guards and policemen with dogs, right? Right, okay. That's their he looks... dog. That, right, like, okay. he's a dog handler. That dog's not getting punished. You've got to walk around with a policeman now because you've been naughty. <laughs> <laughs> you <fucking> idiot. <laughs> Right, okay, I'm clear on that concept now. The dogs are there to bite the bad men. Yeah, that's the best weapon, having a a big, scary dog. But basically, people do definitely hide stuff up their ass. That is is a thing. That's not just because of the, like, Hollywood haven't made that up, like kissing with your eyes closed or anything. That's a real thing. Also... What an, another place like a lot of the time, like you you can put a full mini sort of phone up your ass, not one from today, like because they got they got bigger phone. This I'm, I'm hearing sto- I hear stories. So now phones have got bigger again, haven't they? Mm-hmm. But for a time, there were those little you know those little Motorola little flip over or Samsung or whatever it was, like yeah. a little flip one. They can go up no bother, he says. So they go up the ass <laughs> no problem. But what he said was a good a good thing to do for criminals. Um, you know, like a SIM card, some t- like if there's one phone, but they can have different SIM cards for it. So you smuggle SIM cards in, but SIM cards, you don't put up your ass. SIM cards, foreskin, that's where the SIM card goes. <laughs> and then what he's had to do, so it's not just a bend over and cough, it's a bend over and cough and we'll check for the phone, but then it's, can you roll your foreskin back, please, and we'll check for a SIM card. <laughs> And think about it. You put down spoons for a living. That's what he does. It's mental, isn't it? <laughs> That's his job. Wow. See, I thought you were going to say they put it up the pee hole. Because. Oh. Wow. That's where I thought you were going. That. Is that where you keep yours? Yeah, because what happens if you're circumcised? Then you can't hide it. Well, you can't hide you it, can't it then. You can't do it then. But that's that's what he said. It's like a yeah, foreskin wallet. Yeah, you can get a little mini sim up there or like a micro SD or something. 
He's literally naming the different kinds of things he could stick in his <laughs> But like to the exact number and letter that could actually go up there. Depends on what uh, your dick is, I suppose. You could hide your keys in there. <laughs> but they'd hear him jangling though. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> so yeah, David gets strip searched. Uh, so he's in the prison. Even though it's a maximum security prison, you can visit anytime you want. It's fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're there all the fucking time. Uh, so yeah, Aaron and Paul are there all the time. And he's like, oh, I think this this prison's got a bad energy about it. And Paul's like, you fucking goddamn right you have. And Paul basically lays out how he's going to survive in this prison. And he pretty much says, you're going to have to be someone's bitch here. You <laughs> well, here's the, here's the thing with this. So... David is obviously a homosexual gentleman, and Aaron is—is is it Aaron? Yeah, Aaron's his husband, and that. his husband is also a homosexual gentleman. So yeah, well yeah, that would make sense if they both were. Um, so David's gone to this prison, and obviously, like, that's like whenever you see a prison drama or film or something, Shawshank or one of the ones that have been on TV on Channel Four or something. There's always that underlying thing. Someone, someone might. It's like backs to the wall and like be careful in the shower and all that kind of stuff like that's like the common thing and it's like somebody's going to get bummed at some point that's basically the thing paul basically i think he was like listen david you're into it anyway it's going to happen (laughs) at some point embrace it and that's how you get through prison that's pretty much what his dad tells him i think pretty much yeah he says he make sure you align yourself with someone Align uh, yourself. Yeah. Uh, and I think he tries to align <laughs> with a big bald-headed bloke called Dan. But then Dan straight away is like, I know who you are and what you did. Uh, apparently that thing was manslaughter. Uh, yeah. Don't know. Don't know. I've, I keep on meaning to go look at it, but I haven't bothered. Uh, no, but Spider-Man ain't going to play itself, is it? It certainly isn't. Uh, so... Paul and uh, Paul and Aaron are like, well, we need to move in. He knows someone, you know, he knows someone knows him in this prison. He can't be in this prison. His life's in danger. And the jail's like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Not bothered. It's maximum security. We've got, we, there's a shortage across the country of remand centers and jails. He's just going to have to stick there. So Paul goes, we've tried all the legal channels here. Don't worry. I know someone on the inside. So he meets this man on the inside. A uh, guy called Holden, and Holden, who is probably the skinniest guy you've ever met in your life, uh, agrees to give him protection. He doesn't look scary at all in any way. Oh. Like he's not even like one of those like skinny guys who you think might just be a psycho. He just seems like a normal lad. No, he's 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 definitely in there for some sort of corporate fraud. He's not in there for any. He's not he's not hurt anybody. He's just embezzled a load of money. Uh, it, it's the most white collar crime. He's probably the reason he's in there. Uh, so, we, but he agrees to give David protection. However, double crosses him. He goes. He goes into his cell and is like, "Yeah, I'm going to protect you. Don't worry." Big ball Dan comes in straight away with his mates and hold him. Just lets him walk past and start beating up on him. Betrayed. You got, well, he said, I'm, going, I'm just going to take the money off your dad, Paul, and just not help him anyway, because who gives a fuck? Yeah. So, fair play. Yeah, and that's where we currently are. David's having the shit beaten out of him in prison, and there's looks like no way of getting him out. Uh, is this... Does someone return to get him out of prison? Because people are going to have to start coming back. There's only about three weeks left of this shit. Oh, I bet. I bet. Really, it's looking really, really bad. But then, like, word comes through that the worst, the worst of the worst, is about to be let out of um, solitary confinement. He's been in there for years. He's all fucked up. It's fucking Jason Donovan. Where has he been? He's been in prison. <laughs> and then he comes out and he's fucking, he's jacked and he's wearing, it's, it's fake. He's wearing a like a muscle suit. But he comes out and he protects him. And then, yeah, everybody wins. That would be good. 
Is he uh, in prison though, Jason Donovan? I feel like him and Kyla just got married and moved to like New Zealand or something. I don't like. Is anybody? Can you? Go, I want you to Google this someone. Not now, Tim. I want the host <laughs> of sorts to do some research and find out which current neighbors cast are in prison, and maybe it could be one of them. Oh yeah, because mm. there might be someone who could sort this shit out. Yeah, there could be. There could be. This could, yeah, there's, there's been loads. Surely been loads of people who got sent to prison. Also, they got in the back in the day. They used to get loads of their actors from Cell Block H as well. Like everybody started off in Cell Block H, then moved on to Neighbours. Uh, so maybe there'll be some sort of I don't know. Maybe they'll cross over there a little bit because I'm pretty sure Lou was like before he was on Neighbours, he was like a hard ass uh, prison officer. I think he might have handled the dogs as well. Uh, so that could happen. That could happen. Uh, but yeah, he's, it's no hope for him right now. Lord, I think this is what we're doing here. I think, like, we're, I think we're going to lose a couple of cast members each week at this rate. And I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if they just go fuck him. He's in prison, or like, out, <laughs> like off off camera. No, he's hung himself. Something <laughs> oh, like that. Like he can't handle or it. They, they beat him to death. Yeah, they, they tried circumcising him so that he couldn't hide his SIM cards and he bled out. Something like that. Let's talk about Paul. Coming on from his uh, prison advice. Weird kid Paul? Not weird kid Paul. Paul Robinson. Uh... I mean, he probably was a bit of a weird kid, but uh, now he's just an evil man. Uh, an evil conniving man. Uh, so he's apparently lost lots of money in an investment for some company. And Therese, his ex-wife, uh, didn't know about it. Uh, Tony tells her the bad news. She's like, I'm not fucking having this. I am not having this. We're getting divorced. I want that money. Why the fuck has he lost it all? Uh, so she doesn't let it go. Uh, and it's revealed in the end that it's a scam company. So what you do, you invest this money in this company, it collapses, but really the money's been siphoned off into a, a savings account somewhere, uh, an offshore savings account. Uh, and Therese fucking knows this. So she calls him on it. And But because of all the stuff that's going on with David, Paul doesn't have the fight in him to fight her anymore. So he offers a, a settlement and it's everything she wanted. She's a bit desperate for the money as well because she's just fucked a load of money off to her mum in that gambit from the other week where she just fucking took the money. Um, yeah, but so, and at first she's like, no, I'm not taking it because it, it would mean that she loses Lassiter's where I think her son worked, who's clearly dead. Uh, there's a little plaque there, uh, which is what I want. If, if, if I died, I would <laughs> want a little plaque in the restaurant saying, uh, JK was here. Yeah, celebrity way to JK, and then just you know, the years that I was alive. Would you get every spoon engraved? No, I just have I just have one spoon on it. Just what the last spoon I touched, I'd let him yeah. spoon it a bit. You'd probably be still in my hand while I'm dying. So that's how I probably die as I'm putting it. Uh, yeah, just... I think you'd get that one last spoon down. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah and they'll, they'll retire that spoon out of respect. Just on a little plaque at the front door saying celebrity waiter, JK, died here uh, to 2026. Uh, put, on it, put a year on it, brilliant. <laughs> Four years time. So, yeah, I'd like a nice little plaque as well. Uh, so, Therese, yeah, she doesn't want it at first, but... All right, question with this then. Do you think Paul is telling the truth? See, this is the thing. Is it one last scam? Is it all? I I am open. Like, there's two ways you look at it with Paul, I think, with the show obviously coming to an end. Is he finally going to turn face? Is he going to go good guy, redeem himself and all that kind of stuff? Or does he do one more scam to scam them all? And that's the end of it. Like, I'd be happy either way, I think. I don't know. I don't know, because I don't see what the good thing is to do. What's the good thing he's going to do? Get his son out of jail? He'll get his son out of jail. He's given his wife, his ex-wife the, the money to go off and live her dreams. He might he might pay for something for someone. He might do some good deeds. Yeah, he could do. 
with that money. But no, I, I've got a feeling it's going to be one last scam. It's going to be because his son, so Leo, his son's like, so like Teresa's saying this about this. Like, it's not true, is it? And he goes, well, hypothetically, if it was, uh, you know, it's no, there's no harm done, right? And he's like, so you fucking are doing it then. It feels like they don't know yet. Like they've written this idea where, whoa, yeah, there's this, there's this thing where he's gonna, he's gonna give her the money, but it's a bit of a scam, or is it? And they haven't quite decided. It's almost like this was in the pipeline before they decided the show was ending, and now they're like, we'll leave it open in case no one picks the show up, and then we're, they're gonna have to decide sooner or later because they've obviously, it feels like they've recorded scenes for if it's a scam and if he's being <laughs> genuine. It's yeah, like yeah. one of those choose-your-own-ending fucking things. <laughs> um, so I I don't think they know yet from what we've seen. They obviously know now because they've recorded it or they filmed it all. But I think at this stage, they have got no idea which way it's going to go. Yeah, true, true. I'd like if they go kind of meta with it, if it turns out that money that's been he's, he's invested to his offshore account is enough money to save neighbours. <laughs> he's like oh no the show's ended but don't worry all this money we can carry on and then that's why they've moved the the the, uh, the end show date because it's just going to be another day and it's just all the big work i'd oh, love it if it was why isn't everything more like wrestling <laughs> if, if they if they actually just kind of did what the american office did and right towards the end just start acknowledging it as having always been a documentary mm. Yeah, that'd be quite cool. That'd be cool. You could get no, it wouldn't. It'd be fucking awful, but <laughs> I'd be happy to see it. Why not? <laughs> oh, yeah. So the, there's uh, there's some dramatic cuts. Like she's going through a memory book, and then she burns it all. And he gets his wedding ring and just lobs it in Lasters Lake while there's some sort of dramatic music playing. Um, so it looks like they're done with each other and they're moving on. Teresa's going to go off and be a formidable businesswoman because that's what everybody in the cast keeps on saying. You're a formidable businesswoman. Why are you holding yourself back? Well, that's what it feels. It's, it's, it's her excuse to leave the show, isn't it, as well? Like, you can go off and do that. It's like it's, that she was the person. I thought she'd be gone by the end of the week. She's still there, isn't she? Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah, by this time that. next week she's fucked off. Yeah, right, yeah. Cause, especially because Glenn's feeling better now as well. And, and Glenn will just go off with her as well. Because uh, Glenn's whole reason for, to being on that show is just to give the finger to Paul Robinson. Uh, so if he walks off with his ex-wife, that'd be perfect for Glenn then as well. He's had he's, he's got one up on Paul Robinson, finally. And he just fucks off. And he seems like he's mending things with his daughter now, Curie. If, if someone's going, like, would someone going off with your ex-wife be a finger? Or would you think, good fucking luck, pal? What do, you, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, what do you think, Tim? What would you think about that? <laughs> I don't have first-hand experience on this matter. I don't know if anybody here might also. No? No, I don't think so. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I think Paul and Therese still have a bit of fiery chemistry, though. They're obviously... Like, it'll be interesting to see how they were as a couple, because I think they both gave each other as good as they got. Um, Let's hope we never have to find that out. Never have to find that out. So there we go. Uh, speaking of Kiri, we might as well move on to that, actually. So there's this kind of love triangle between Kiri, Chloe, and Nicolette. Uh, I wasn't expecting this, you know. Yeah, this, this again, this is quite... For, for daytime television... Yeah. Tim's it's it's fucking gone. He couldn't <laughs> handle it. He's Get fucking gone. He... he he doesn't he want to hear about to those, the lesbians. No, he listened to those three ne- three names, took on, took them all in, and thought they're all fucking girls. And he's just <laughs> fucking gone. Not on his watch, people. Let's talk about it while he's not here. Let's talk about a the skinny dipping, b just all the lesbian off. Uh, <laughs> it's it's so filthy though. It like, was, wasn't it? It's ri- like for a daytime show. Mm. Like, it's full-on, nothing is left to the imagination, really. It's like, it's not even like there's just been a little kiss or a little or a little awkward handhold. You love a handhold. We've spoke about that before now. It's mm. full-on fancy getting naked and going swimming. I'm getting in the shower. Do you want to get in my shower? Yeah. 
And then, so, and then what? what Coming downstairs in the morning, and they're like, "You two fuck," and I'm like, "Yeah, we fucked." <laughs> That's pretty much what they do. <laughs> it's absolute filth. It is absolute filth. But for some reason, I don't know because Kim, it's just really awkward. It, it's got awkward after they've fucked. So it was all nice and flirty, and they've had a great time, and then they've fucked, and it's got really awkward all of a sudden. And I don't. Has know that why. has that ever happened to you? Uh. I, Usually kick them out by that point before it gets just <laughs> to get awkward. Wow! First sign of like, yeah, I don't, but I don't get why it's weird because they've got chemistry. Chloe is a very, very attractive woman, and all clearly, three of the lesbians are smoking hot lesbians. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just weirdly awkward, and Kiri obviously thinks there's maybe a bit more emotionally with Nicolette. I think maybe Chloe's the the one that she's like, yeah, I fucking fancy her. But Nicolette's the one, you know, you you take home to your mum kind of thing. Well, there was a point in one episode where Kiri's just saying, oh, should we sit down and have a cup of tea? And and Chloe's like, no, nah, I'm all right for tea, but fancy getting in the shower. Like, she's proper <laughs> going for it. And Kiri's just, she's not really feeling it. I don't I don't know why. It's gone a bit, that's gone a bit weird. She's been talking to, to Glenn about going back to church, so I don't know if she's quite comfortable with that lifestyle. But okay. she wants Nicolette to go to church with her, and Nicolette's like, okay, I'll go to church with you. Uh, right. So, yeah. Have they got history, Nicolette and Kiri? Do we know about that? I don't I don't know anything no, about that. No, Chloe and Nicolette have history. They were together at one point. Oh, okay. Uh, they were a full-on couple. And then something about Nicolette was the surrogate to uh, David and Aaron's baby, but she had a secret baby that Paul Robinson tried to buy. Fucking hell. Uh, she didn't Love tell it. Chloe about it, so they fell out and didn't broke up. Do you think this is gonna be a controversial question? This isn't a joke. Do you think neighbours is trying too hard to be too inclusive? I only ask that because when we we've obviously just been watching the old ones from circa ninety-nine, two thousand, whatever we just watched. Mm-hmm. All pretty basic, white people living on a street, like all very hetero, not a lot of difference. I know the world is different now, but on this street now, which is still just a little street, we've got a lesbian fucking threesome going on. We've got a gay married couple with a surrogate child by one of those lesbians. Here's something that I think is controversial. There's black people on the street. Yeah, there wasn't. A, there wasn't before. That is. You've a got first. Asian people on the street. I get why, but it's it's like I, they've got the trans person on the street. Yeah. Do you think neighbours has just become? Oh, we, let's tick a load of boxes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how how organic how organically that happened. Like I know there was there was not some nice news that came out pretty much when you first started doing the podcast. Oh, there was. There was like about like racism and bullying on set and stuff like that, but I don't know how much of that cast was embedded then, and if it that was, if that's then come from that to try and be more inclusive or, and like the the gay wedding was a couple of years ago. I think that was like because that was like the first gay wedding on Australian TV or something like that. Um, so they were quite progressive with that, but the rest of the stuff, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I'm not like having a go. I think it's good, good stuff to have, like to bring these things on. It just seems like they've thrown them all in at once, and it just seems a little bit all over the show. Like I don't know, Tim. What do you think? I think generally soaps are the only, are the only kind of of show or anything in the media that should like force it a little bit. Because um, it does, it it's such a. This is not really funny in any way. Apologies, but no, um, I, I would, yeah, we can do serious. We, we've talked. Well, we've recently um, at my job been talking about um, inclusivity and um, all of that shit. Like they sent a survey out to everybody and asked everybody what they thought. And <clears throat> ultimately, I live in a very, very, very white town. It's not because the people in it are racist it's because there aren't many people who aren't white you live there that's just it so if if you're wanting us to hire more people who aren't white then 
just seems a bit weird. We have to go out and find them and then encourage them to come and it's it's not a natural thing. Um, I think a lot of TV shows do do the unnatural thing, but with this, it, it I think just because soaps are just always there, okay, this is ending, but because it's always there, I think it should be as representative as it possibly can be. Yeah, that's a good point. Do you think, like, with your job there, then, um, I don't know with this, with the Neighbours thing, like, is that, like, I don't know if it's technically selective racism, but if you're, like, going out and purposely choosing those people for your job, for example, or saying, all right, well, we need one of those in our TV programme, then it's kind of like, I get that soaps are different and they're trying to represent people, but I just think, like, it just doesn't come across as natural, I don't think. It comes across as right, well, we need one of them. The the press will love this yeah. if we've got one of those in there. Like this is this is this will probably sound bad, it's not supposed to, but there's a scene in I think Lasseter's, I think it is anyway, and there's a girl with Down syndrome working behind the cat the, the counter at Lasseter's, which is brilliant. Get her on, of course it that's brilliant, but I just couldn't help thinking, oh, and now you've got somebody else in like that. It just it just it, do, it just doesn't sit well with me, really. Like, it seems like they're just trying to, I don't know, yeah, win like points or something. I don't know. It's, it's forcing it maybe a bit too much. A bit more than yeah. it would naturally happen. Yeah, no, that's, that's the tough one. Like, that people. It wasn't supposed to be. It was just, you know. And like Adam makes a good point about, you know, you probably, you know, in real life, you wouldn't have that kind of little, that little town. You probably wouldn't have that many people that diverse. It probably wouldn't be that diverse. But then the point of, TV needs to maybe highlight that. Then it's a good one as well. I think that's fair. Yeah, it's very good. And that was uh, that was our serious segment. Everybody, there you go. It's not wow. all jokes. Holy shit! Shall I put a jingle? Say on something that? funny, quick. <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't. What's the top five top uh, inclusive things you'd like to see before <laughs> the end of Neighbours? <laughs> you can cut the shit out if you want. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they've done waiters properly, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> they've never had a, a top class waiter in the show. So <laughs> uh, I mean they've had no, yes they have. Yes, they have. Have they? Who was the like douchey upper class guy who was was he like he was the waiter at was it Tommy Tucker's before oh, it was Tommy Tucker's? Tucker's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was I a maitre d'. He was yeah, Lawrence, Lawrence the maitre d' at Little Tommy Tucker's, and he won't wear Lou's fucking outfit. Yeah, <laughs> but again, he's why would he be in that job? Because it was like it was a very casual dining thing, and he's in like the penguin suit with the white gloves. Why would he be in that job anyway? You wear a fucking jacket for your waiter waiter in business, and I do have white gloves as well, but. That's for your magic acts on the side, though. <laughs> but yeah, why would just, you wear that? Just mimes really? delivering wine to people. In what's, in what's basically a Frankie and Benny's. Uh, True. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think since Lawrence they've done waiters quite well, so I would like to see a good waiter. I mean, they've got a vineyard. I'm happy with the vineyard. Uh, I'm very happy with that. Uh, I think there's uh, maybe a good bookseller as well. We could have a good bookseller on the show. <laughs> Uh, they've done teachers to death no more teachers everyone has yeah <laughs> uh, yeah just the, not top five just those two they're waiting oh, the books have out. they done have they done a black midget <laughs> yay hey, there we go keep going okay Tim gets a punchline everyone <laughs> Tim gets a punchline there might be another clip in there somewhere for you yeah I'm just making note to cut that one out for Tim, though, just so we get. <laughs> so Adam, you, you get the punchline, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got. I think you. There was the punchline. I think was yours with when you said waiters. I think that was the line. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't expecting that. I was. I was expecting it to be really inappropriate. Tim brought us that a little bit later. If you can get the whole thing in up until Black Midget, do that. If, <laughs> if you've got a shorter one, just cut after waiters when we all laugh. <laughs> also, don't put this in all this in now this is me explaining to you how to do your job <laughs> maybe that's what we need about people who explain how to do people's job on the show so right. like just someone who's just a bit of a fucking know-it-all and just comes in and goes that's not how a prison runs i'll be honest i think we've got three fucking know-it-alls on this podcast and that's <laughs> the fucking problem 
There's lots to talk about now with this next storyline, which is Amy, Toadie, and Mel. Uh, another little love triangle, should we say? Um, so Amy's Tinder is blowing up. Uh, as I probably would do in that, I imagine. Uh, now she's had some Tinder tips off her daughter. It's blowing up. And she gets uh, she gets a date, and she's, she goes to meet that date, but the date stands her up. And uh, not only that, he's deleted her off the app as well. Uh, she learns that's what's been known as being ghosted. Uh, and as she's walking back and she's a bit annoyed, she breaks a heel but falls into the the, the arms of a, of a handyman who uh, fixes a heel for her because he's got a load of tools on him. Uh, and she's like, oh, maybe you're, maybe you're the guy I meant to meet. And he's like, no, nah, I love I'm married, sorry. I didn't see the point in any of this. Yeah, no. Considering this is a show that's got four weeks to go, why the fuck are you showing <laughs> Like, I thought, right, first of all, what surely that when he didn't show up for the date, I was like, oh, fuck, right, okay, that's surely it would. It, I, I was expecting it, the guy to show up. He didn't. And then she bumped into the handyman. I was like, oh, okay, that's why, because something's going to happen with him. And then very quickly, it was like, oh, I'm married, doc, like, there was no point in any of it. It was like 20 <laughs> minutes all in of, of a pointless storyline that there was no point in. That's what pointless means. There was no point in it. There you go. He literally goes nowhere. He's, he's not even going, I'm married, but if you want to meet in a hotel, yeah, not a problem. He goes, I'm married, good luck with everything, and she just fucks off. There's no point in it whatsoever. Yeah. She's literally like, you don't even want to shag me. And he's like, no, happily married off. There you go. Enjoy your shoes. See you later. But she gets another date soon enough, don't worry. Uh, she is matched with someone else. Uh, and this guy, wow, uh, what a guy this guy is. He's. Uh, I imagine this guy was very similar to Tim on his first date with Grace. However, Tim obviously spoke about coffee for fucking hours, I imagine. <laughs> this guy is talking about um, a soap or a TV show, isn't it? And he oh. knows he knows the ins and outs of it, which I think is a bit of a dig about. I think it's a little dig at people who've who've been all over neighbours. Yeah, it gets very. We were saying before about Paul potentially getting meta and saving neighbours. This is very meta because he is a super fan of One Way Street, a hot a hot uh, TV show in Australia about the lives of people on the street, and uh, one of those characters being Doctor Ken. Uh, what the. F- yeah. That is insane. I thought it was quite good. This is, this is, yeah, I thought it was quite. This was quite good. I don't know who the guy who played him is. I'm assuming that's a bit meta as well. Could have been. It could have been. Uh, he might have been some sort of producer or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, he's completely obsessed. Yeah, apparently, Amy looks like one of the characters on the show, who is basically Amy on the show. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, I can't wait to watch these episodes with you, and uh, maybe we'll do a bit of role playing as you as this." This with this girl. Uh, and she's like, fucking hell, I'm in the worst day ever. But don't worry, Toadie's there to save the day. And Toadie comes up with a lame ass excuse about her dog or something has gone missing and she needs to go look for it. So she runs off pretending to look for a dog quite badly. Um, and Toadie's like, well, what the fuck are you doing with this guy? Uh, why are you going on these shit dates? And she's like, well, how else the fuck else am I going to find my Mr. Right? Fuck you, Toadie. And they have a bit of a falling out. I think that was the point of it, is that the Toadie's exasperated why she's just dating any cunt who who, who swipes right. Uh, and says, he's trying, to, he's trying to say, you're better than this. And she's like, well, fuck you. Uh, I need to find my Mr. Right. I need to find the right man. And I, I don't see any other way of doing it. And this coincides a little bit with problems that Toby's at Toadie, sorry, is having with Mel. Yes, it does. Uh, so Mel is struggling with the ghost of Sonia Rebecca. Uh, Sonia Rebecca being uh, Toadie's, one of Toadie's dead wives. The most we should say there, not an actual ghost. They haven't gone <laughs> that far just yet. There isn't an actual ghost. It's the it's the thought, it's the memory of his dead wife. There isn't, yeah, we don't need to call fucking Scooby Doo. Maybe, maybe that's where it's going. Because I thought it was a bit random. Like 
Does she really need to learn what ghosting is? What, what What's the relevance of that? Ghosting. <laughs> that would be really good. That, that's a good way to get Sonia back on the show as well, as a ghost. Uh, I'm pretty sure they've done the ghosting before. So In the zombies episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's, maybe. More, let's have more ghosts. Uh, so, yeah, she's struggling with that because her and Amy have got a cocktail business, the, the drinks divas. Uh, and they've decided to to launch doing smoothies as well. So they're like, right, let's let's stand out somewhere where they do yoga because they all fucking love smoothies. Uh, but that place where they're, they're parked up is right next to a massive mural of Sonia Rebecca. I don't know why she has that. It's massive as well, isn't it? Like, yeah. there's no need for like. I'm sure she was a, a character at the time, but it's not like it's fucking Harold. Like, oh. it's just yeah, it's not necessary. It's my, it's bigger than the Rashford one in Manchester it's fucking huge uh, maybe she just had a massive head I don't know but yeah she's struggling with that and she's just struggling with she has been kind of quietly struggling with everything for the last couple of weeks as well uh, she she wanted to take some put some pictures up and take some pictures down and the kid's like no that was mum's favourite picture you can't put that picture down and she it just kind of all comes on top of one she just fucks off Amy Amy's fucked off for this day with one way street dude and I was like, no, it's fine, I'll hold the fort. But in between it, she's like, nah, fuck this, I'm going home. Takes the van home. Amy comes back and is like, where the fuck is the van? Uh, and she's like, you need to get back here, we're losing money. And she's like, nah, fuck you, Amy. Uh, so they kind of make up a little bit. She goes home, she's like, listen, I'm struggling with Sonia. I, just, I don't know if I can do this. We find out that she's Mel's already been with someone who had a dead wife as well. She's got previous, oh. uh, which is a bit weird. She's clearly got a type. Uh, and we th- and so Amy then tells Tody that she's struggling with this. Uh, so Tody, Tody's fucking great in this because he's like, do you know what? Yeah, it probably is fucking really hard. This I'm still wearing my wedding ring, but I'm in a relationship with you. That's probably not a good idea. I might take my wedding ring off. I'm gonna make more of an effort to make you feel comfortable. Like he does, he does absolutely the right things. He plays this fucking right by the book and does it brilliantly. But then Mel's fucking fuming with Amy because Amy told Tony. So Amy's like, oh, brilliant. Everything's everything's happy now. And then Mel's like, who the fuck do you think you fucking are? How dare you? She, I literally thought she was going to say that at one point because her face just kind of, she's all smiling and then her face just drops. She's like, who the fuck do you think you are? How dare you betray my trust? Did you, What did you think was going to happen out of this? And then Amy's like, oh, fuck, does she think I'm in love? And then gets all awkward about it and that's kind of how it ends. And here's the thing again. I don't think they've decided whether Amy and Tony are getting it together or not. Yeah. They're filming both kinds of scenes because they don't fucking know at this stage because it changes from one bit to another. Yeah, it does. It does. And uh, I mean, if Amy and Tony do get to that, that's fucking mega harsh on Mel. Like, is she just gonna is she just gonna get off? She's like, oh, okay, fine, no worries. I'll just move out again then. Bye, kids. Uh, Do you know how old, how much older Mel is than Tony? What, in storyline? I do, because I Googled it, because I thought it looked fucking weird. Go on then, go and tell us. Have I a guess. Say, you, I was going to say 15 years. Super close, well done. Oh. The answer is 14. Oh, wow. Okay, that's creepy, isn't it? 15 years older, weird. You've got... <laughs> but the other way round... <laughs> Well, the other way, around. oh, yeah, it's all right that way. Around. So that makes it fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all for finding love with older people or younger people. Uh, Not too young, Peter. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it'd be super harsh on Mel. Because again, because, you know, she's quite old at this point as well, is she? Yeah. She's not going to get anyone as young as Toadie again. If she if she gets if he gets whisked away by young Amy, you I mean, isn't the goal, you know. It's not not for everyone anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen. This, I, I, are they going to get married? Are they not? He asked her. She's moved in. I don't think they are. I think I think they'll get pretty close to it, and then they'll it'll. Toadie and Amy will decide that they want to be together and that'll be the end. Maybe I can see it going that way. 
maybe the last minute he switches her out. He's like, listen, I'm getting married. He invites everyone back. And then at the last minute, oh, God, sorry, there's been a change in, uh, change in headline act. It's no longer Toadie and Mel. It's now Toadie and Amy. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, fuck it. Well, we're here now anyway. Uh, and we all know. Card, card subject to change. Card subject to change, yeah. <laughs> and then Has anyone got- ever had a normal life in Neighbours? Like, like you can't, I, I know that you've got to, you've got to keep having storylines if you want to keep someone in the show for years and years. But the number of just ridiculous, like Toadie's got fucking six dead wives, and Carl's no. shagged everyone he knows. And <laughs> is anyone normal? You know who might have escaped neighbours, having had quite a normal <laughs> life while they were there. I reckon you got. Nick Atkins. Nick Atkins, yeah, absolutely. He had a bit of that, trouble at work. There, there is. Hated it. Fucked off. Fucked off. <laughs> well, tried, shagging, tried shagging someone, got nowhere. Thought, fuck this, I'm off. Yeah. <laughs> off to the next one. Yeah. He did. And again, Nick Atkins. <laughs> you only... summed up your fucking adult life there. <laughs> tried shagging someone, got nowhere, fucked off to the next one. Well done. <laughs> Trying shanging someone in work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had that. Had that. Uh, just another reason to vote Nick Atkins for the ultimate neighbours vote. Aaron's been used.com. While uh, we're talking about Nick, Nick Atkins, so yeah. Caitlin Atkins, do you know where she is tonight? Where? The fucking Thor, whatever it's called, premiere. Thor Thunder premiere. She's is at she? the premiere, hobnobbing with fucking Portman. Hemsworth. All the all those Marvel knobheads. Wow. And we didn't get an invite. We didn't, but if she's what day is it? She's obnobbing in with those knobheads on a Tuesday. She could be obnobbing with some other knobheads later on, maybe. At the end of the week. From the sublime to the ridiculous. <laughs> cool. Right, let's move on to the last storyline of the evening. My favorite. Go. Yeah, I've saved this one right to the end. Uh, so this is a storyline, Tim. So with four weeks to go on a TV show, what yeah. was what is the thing you probably wouldn't do, Tim, if you were writing a TV show? With four weeks to go, you've got a fuck ton of stories to wrap up and all these new old characters to come back in and be there for some reason. You probably wouldn't want to start something that needs to be big. You probably wouldn't want to bring in a new character. No, you wouldn't. Why the fuck would you bring someone new in with four weeks to go? He's fucking mental. It's (laughs) mental that they brought the Rodwells in at this point. Like, Andy Rodwell was knocking around for a while. He was the police officer, so it's kind of there. But at the same point, there was no point in bringing him. Ah, he's got a family as well. Let's bring him in. There was no point of doing it at this point. But again, a couple of weeks later, they've got, fuck it, we need a new character. Uh, So we've got Byron, who is uh, playing Jane's son. Uh, Nicolette's brother. Uh, he shows up firstly uninvited, just has a little swim in the pool. Uh, and everyone's like, who the fuck is this guy swimming in the pool? He gets out and is just like, all right, mum. And she's like, oh, my son's here. Great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> she basically just says that. And then Nicolette goes, I don't like you. Uh, yeah, Nicolette and Byron don't get along. Uh, she thinks, he, he basically says, oh, you live in a mediocre house. <laughs> 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 uh and she's like, yeah, and you don't live where you say you do. Uh, <laughs> listen to the Patreon for that one. Uh, but, he's, but Jane's like, you need to get a job. He's like, don't worry, I'm going to get a job in 24 hours. So he rocks up to, to Toadie's office. Um, as a side point, Toadie's office is the thinnest office you've ever fucking seen. The sound in that room is fucking horrendous, isn't it? They might as well be filming in Tim's cupboard. It sounds <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> This is literally, so he's got this office and they've put this one of those big style kind of tables, like conference tables in where you can get like eight people around with like the with like the telephone thing in the middle. You can't pull your chair out fully. The set design is so fucking bad on there. I don't even think, I think it's like one of those containers, you know, like what they sometimes bring in like women on, on the boat. <laughs> like I think it's like one of those, cons- like, because there's no room in it and it's so tinny and everything. It sounds like Tim's fucking internet. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's really bad. And then they have Toadie in there. It wasn't the big, it wasn't the Finnish guy. And they're like, oh, okay, uh, we need a, we need someone else from for a scene with Toadie. Let's get Therese in there as well. Poor girl. Can't fucking sit down properly in that room at no, all. She she's not, she's, and she does get sent out. She's not fucking get back up. Maybe that's why, maybe that's why we'll just do all the scenes from now on. <laughs> just in that room, because she ain't getting back up, poor girl. Uh, yeah, it's ridiculously thin, that office. Uh, but Byron shows up to the office. So Tony and Teresa are having that chat about the Paul shit. And Byron is the one who goes, oh, I've done some research on... First off, he shows up and he says, give a job. Have you got a job? And Tony's like, no, there's four weeks to go. Why would I be hiring new people? And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he does, he takes some initiative. He, he, he overhears the conversation between Tony and Therese and he goes and finds out about this company. He's like, yeah, it's one of those companies where you put a load of money in. You say you've lost it, but it shows up in an account somewhere else and you've got some nice tax-free savings. Plus you've written off these losses. And he's like, I like you, kid. I'm going to give you a job. Get here 9 a.m. in the morning. And you're like, oh, great. Well done, this kids. Maybe this kid's here just to blow the lid off this. Uh, well then you see him making some dodgy phone calls and you're like oh fuck is he he's like oh yeah I can be there at whatever time but I've got to swear the boss first the boss can't find out and he's looking at Toadie and you're like oh fuck is he doing is he doing an expose on Toadie is he coming to take Paul Robinson down what's going on is he coming to take Therese down He's a dodgy cunt. He's on his phone and he, he obviously knows his stuff, all this lawyer shit, which is good, and that lands him the job with Toadie. But then we see who's on the other end of the phone and it's like this dodgy, like, she looks like maybe a mafia woman boss. Like, she's a proper boss lady, isn't she? And you think, yeah, shit, he's, he, he's obviously working for her. It's going to be a double cross. What the fuck is, what's going on here? And, he's, and she's like, make sure you bring that, those, if you find those papers or something. And he's like, shit, yeah, I'll bring those papers. Just got to dodge the new boss. So I was like, oh, right. This is, this is quite a big deal for four weeks to go. This is going to fuck all this shit right up. What the fuck is going on? I was not prepared for what is going on, Tim. So he gets to this house. Again, she, she looks like a boss lady. She looks like she ran... She was part of the mob at some point. Maybe yeah. she she's got a house out. like Tim's. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking well nice. It's not a mediocre house at any no. stretch. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and, yeah, and he's like, I've got these files for you. She's like, great, put them on the side. And then they're, they're talking about it. Oh, and he wants to get out after this. He's like saying, this is the one last job. This is the, I promise, I said I'd do this, but that means we're sorry. I need protection. And she's like, fuck you. You're not getting the protection. You work for me, bitch. And and he's like, whoa, shit. And it's all going off. And I was like, oh my God, what is this? Tell tell him what it is. And then, so she's kind of in like a dressing gown. Uh, and then she basically just takes the dressing gown off and gets a ticket. It's fucking filth, Tim. It's, it's on at 1.45, this fucking shit. We've had a fucking <laughs> lesbian threesome, and now it's fucking Mrs. Robinson get, whapping them out. It's mental. <laughs> <laughs> I had to watch that and go to work for 12 hours. That was not a fun day. Uh, so, yeah. And then even though, I'm like, okay, well, you know, he's doing SNS. Yeah. But you know he's he's living the James Bond lifestyle. Maybe he's you know he's kiss kiss bang bang. And he's in, and it's obvious like that he's doing this because sorry, can I just, protect. Sorry, Adam. Can I just say that I found the uh, the episode title for this week? By the way, <laughs> kiss kiss it? bang bang. But what's that got to do with anything we've spoke about this week? Exactly, it's perfect. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you should call it mediocre. <laughs> Just our mediocre chairs, our mediocre house, sorry. Um, and you've got to go with that. But no, yours is better because it makes less sense. Go with yours. Sorry, Adam, please continue. No, I was just going to say that uh, at this point, he's obviously feeling like he's, he's getting a bit with this older lady because she is an older lady. Again, we've talked about that a minute ago. Like, that's a good thing. She's a little bit older. Obviously, she's got the power. And he's like, right, I'll, I'll shag you then. Let's go and do that. But then she, Tim, stop yawning. I'm getting to the good bit. <laughs> so she, she, he's done that. And then maybe she'll look out for him a little bit more. And he's got to keep working for her. He's got to, his hands are tied in more ways than one. Tim, where do you think this is going? I've led, I'll let you, I'll let our host of sorts tell you what it is, but I want you to say first, what do you think is the, and I'll, I'll, 
I'll telegraph it a little bit. There is a swerve. What's the swerve? I've got absolutely no idea. Because since the very beginning of the podcast, you've, you've said about a swerve. So I, I, I'm not even considering logical roots at this point. Right. The thing with a good swerve is you don't see it coming. That's the beauty of a swerve, right? Yeah, you don't see it coming, but it was there all along. It was there all along. But you don't see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> but on Neighbours, I think we've watched quite a few episodes now. It's pretty much telegraphed every time, in it? We could all go, oh, it's probably just going to be this. Yeah, like the boat stuff last week was completely fucking telegraphed. Yeah, and even and even when it's like something that you don't quite get, you think it's it's like shit and you're like, oh, that's the fucking worst. This was a swerve that I didn't see coming and I proper popped for it. Yeah, I did too. I did too. So they finished shagging and they're, they've cleaned up or... <laughs> Whatever, and they're, they're having a you know, she's put her jeans on. <laughs> they're having their post coital chat, and she's like, Right, he's like, Right, I need to get these uh, these files back, I can't, I can't hang around. And she's like, No, I'll stay for one more shag. He's like, No, I've got to get off. And she just starts laughing, starts laughing out of nowhere, drops the accent, drops the post English. You're gonna get this got. wrong now. No, I'm not. She drops you are, because you're already not saying what she said. She says something else. And she's just like, all right, can we? St- I can't keep a straight face anymore. Can we stop pretending, please? This never happened to him. No, it did. Never <laughs> happened. Exactly what happened. Never happened. Were they just role-playing? He's a fucking gigolo. <laughs> yeah, that was the point. He was a gigolo, because the- and they're role-playing. And she's like, right. And she after the sex, she's like, oh, I can't keep this up anymore. Um, not what she says. No, she doesn't say that, but she basically says that. She, no, she, she doesn't. At him. She no, does. she doesn't. She, does. she says, she laughs what, at him. fucking ruin her. <laughs> what she does is, she says, oh, maybe maybe you could be a doctor next week or something. She says something like that because she wants him to play a different part. And she says, maybe we could do something with doctors and nurses next week. And he's like, right, maybe. And then they start talking about how you you worth and then she says you're worth every penny. You've completely like and that's how you find out she's a gigolo. She doesn't laugh, doesn't happen. She no, doesn't she does say laugh. I can't keep a straight face anymore. She doesn't say that. You fucking dickhead. I'm gonna find this scene. <laughs> I'm gonna find this scene. Find out if she says anything about changing to doctors and nurses, and find out if she says you were worth every penny. I bet you good money she does. Yeah, no, she does all that after. Not after breaking character because she can't keep up the ruse anymore. It was really good anyway, Tim. It was really good. They've decided, a writer has decided with four weeks left to go on this 30 year, 37 years, I don't know how fucking long it is, a long fucking show that with four weeks to go will introduce a male gigolo. I think that's so brave. Well done, neighbors. Well done. Yeah. It's been cut out. It's been cut out. It's prime this show. I think they're doing that thing. (laughs) What if we're not adding this in this show? Uh, Male gigolo. But yeah, yeah, man. yeah I man. reckon we are going to get a ghost. A <laughs> ghost that wants the gigolo. We're going to have gigolo this week, ghost next week. How many weeks are left? About four, I think. And then black midget to finish off. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So who knows what we're going to get next week, but. You don't have to watch the episodes if you don't want to. We'll do that for you. And then you can just listen to us chat shit about it next week. That's what you can do. I think that might be the best advice you've ever given someone. <laughs> like, why watch five hours worth of that shit when you can just listen to us for an hour talking shit about it? Exactly. Exactly. So, John, great advice, you know. Have you ever thought about maybe giving advice like more than just that? Like maybe in a segment or maybe a full on. <laughs> wrap it up I'm done wrap it up wrap it up yeah so you can join us for some more shit next week uh, what did we say before new episode same shit uh, yeah so you can hear more of our shit next week you can hear more shit from Tim say goodbye Tim if you, I mean yeah maybe if his internet holds up who knows uh, you can ma- hear more shit from Adam yeah you will yeah you will and you can hear some more shit from me Adam, Tim you've been good friends We've watched some mediocre neighbours. We'll see how it goes. 
If you'd like early access to the extended versions of this podcast, don't forget you can subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash neighbourhood rewatch for just £1 a month. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at watchneighbour. And you can also leave us a like and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts.